Set your course for the Hoth system. General Veers, prepare your men. All troops will debark for ground assault. Prepare to target the main jet. Echo Station 3PA. On an Imperial Walker. Attack pattern Delta. Go now. Watch that clock fire, boys. Right now, I feel like I could take on the whole Empire myself. Target, maximum firepower. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Echo Base. Um, we've opened the blast doors here. We are getting ready for, I think, summer, actually, in, in this part of the, the base. Um, hopefully, Tim is seeing some warmer weather himself, too. Tim, how are you tonight? Uh, well, I'm wearing a hoodie, if that's any indication. Oh, so you haven't gotten some work. We had some humid weather today. I think the snow was melting and pretty more moisture in the atmosphere. So um, <laughs> we're expecting torrential rains for the rest of the week. So, uh, you know, the, the springtime in, uh, in Echo Base here of, of mud and uh, slush. Yeah. 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 It's been raining here all day. Um, the downside, though, of opening the blast doors, uh, Lou, you opened the doors and you forgot to put Eric on a leash and he ran away. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why he's not here with us tonight. He um, <laughs> Eric got out. And now <laughs> Eric got out. We can't someone, get him back yet. OK. Yeah. Well, someone has some... to drive around the neighborhood and look for him. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to need to get Zeb Snesta. Uh, to you know, fly around and yeah, see if I mean, you can find them. The speeders are working now, so we can get the snow speeders out there, and he can locate them. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. we'll be back by next week. So, in other words, uh, this is episode 180, uh, recorded on <laughs> June 16, 2019. Um, happy Father's Day, everybody! That's right. Happy, happy. I am your father. Day, right? That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Happy Darth Vader Day. We'll just call it. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so, Tim. Happy Father's Day to you, and to you. Yes, for my for my fur children. Yep. Four of them. Cra- crazy cat dad, all 27 of them. Number changes every time. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so let's uh, let's get right into the news. We actually had some big news this week. Uh, we did get the dates finally announced for Anaheim Woo-hoo. 2020. Um, yes, we did. I mean, we were all kind of speculating late summer, early fall, because it, it wouldn't make sense to do it in April if we're already past April and can't give us, can't give us a year to plan for this thing, right? So, um, yeah. yeah, so the dates are August 27th through 30th of 2020 in Anaheim. So back to the site of uh, 2015 was Anaheim, right? I think so, yes. And it's not going to be hot in Anaheim at all at the end of August. I was thinking the same thing. I'm, I'm glad we have oh. those nice warm costumes to wear, Tim, with, with the cape. You know, and everything for the Mud Trooper. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. awful steamy in August in Anaheim. Yes, it is. It's going to be a bit of a challenge. Somebody had posted on Facebook the other day that the average temperature in Anaheim that time of year was like, you know, 85. And I'm like, no, it's going to be like 95. You know it is. It's going to be yeah. warmer than 85. <laughs> uh, so yep. this will yeah, be a real good um, test for us, Tim. I mean, you're, you're newly approved 501st. Congratulations, by the way. I'm not sure if we talked about that on the show or not. Yes, we um, did. We did. I, I am still waiting to submit my photos. I still have more work to do, so I am a slacker. But hopefully by the time Anaheim rolls around, we will both be approved and with Absolutely. Our, our official status. And it'll mm-hmm. be a real test of us seeing if we can stamina the heat, you know, see if we can stick it out. And... Yeah. I imagine we'll lose a lot of weight. But probably, probably. <laughs> At my, least five pounds my, of water. My goal, though, is to uh, get us into the one of the adjoining hotels or hotels like right across the street, kind of on the mm. same block thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two hotels. The use of air conditioning. Yeah. Well, it has to, you know, just travel back and forth. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's a bit much to walk in these costumes. So <laughs> we are hoping yeah. for a hotel attached. Um, yeah. And there are two hotels directly attached or directly on the road um, to the convention center. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a cul-de-sac down the end. You, Tim, you didn't go to, and I'm, I did not. No, no. So you didn't. Yeah. So the Hilton and I forget which one's across the street. Um, I said the Hilton last time. It was pretty convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, literally walk across the street and you're there. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm hoping we'll get in uh, this time. I've actually already scoped out the Hilton. Uh, but of course, we, we can't yet book lodging for it. So, 
That's we'll, right. We'll, so we'll, so we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's something something to keep in mind. So um, the dates have been announced. We said August twenty seventh through the thirtieth. Tickets are going on sale Friday, June twenty first, which is next Friday. Um, yeah. So we'll hopefully have the show up before then. Uh, but we we are planning on it <laughs> by Wednesday, I think. So at nine a.m. Pacific time, so twelve a uh, twelve noon uh, Eastern mm-hmm. time uh, is the date they're going to open up that floodgate to be able to order your tickets. Now, last time I know they sold out um, the, the three uh, four day passes, but it wasn't the first day. It was usually within a couple no, of weeks. No, it took a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not as much of a rush to get these tickets as it would be for like San Diego or, or New York. Um, where they will sell out usually within a day or so. Right. Um, but if you're planning on going, get a ticket right away because um, yeah, if, you we, never know. Yeah, it could be quick. It might not be. I'm not sure if they're selling more or less tickets than they did for Chicago. Right. Yeah, we so, don't know those numbers. And I guess uh, actually from an art, it wasn't officially released as far as I know, but I saw – from an article that somebody else put up, that a media source put up, that I guess Chicago was uh, was either sixty or sixty five thousand. Okay, that's still quite a bit, and I don't know how that ranked yeah. compared to. I think it sounds about the same as it was in, in Anaheim and Orlando. I think I want to say they're between we're... sixty and seventy five. I think were the numbers I've heard for the last two. Yeah, I think Orlando was like seventy ish or a little bit above that. So yeah. And of course, that's that's in all. That is the four day passes plus all the one day passes. Right. Um, yeah. So there's not seventy thousand people there at one time. Right. <laughs> it feels right. like that sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on the big days on the floors. Right. Um, so yeah. But at any rate, uh, if you're planning on going, I would say get tickets right away. Um, mm-hmm. And then the trick's going to be to you know get lodging, get hotels, and I'm sure we'll do our pre-con shows uh, as we near um, August of next year mm-hmm. uh, with the tips and tricks. But um, yeah, not a bad idea to, you know, get hotel lodging straightened out right away. Um, yeah. So you were mentioning um, hotels and in, in blocks of rooms opening up. What did you find out? Uh, you found out just for the Hilton, I think, right? Well, overall, the lodging block that you uh, can get into by way of the Star Wars Celebration website that opens an hour after ticket sale. So that will open at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. So 1 p.m. Okay. Uh, Eastern time. So that's how you can go directly to the block. Uh, the hotels individually, because this is more than a year out, you probably cannot book directly with the hotels. Oh, is that um, a thing? I didn't realize that. So a year is usually the time frame? Yeah, a year is usually a time frame um, when it comes to hotels and oftentimes also for uh, airline tickets, too. So you might not be able to quite book your airline tickets yet for this. Uh, you, you may have to wait a couple of months okay. until, you're able to, until you're able to do so. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Um, and now the nice thing about Anaheim versus Chicago is there were just tons of hotels. Within yeah. walking distance. Um, Good. Right around there. I mean, even, you know, not even on the access road to the convention center, but just in general, there was, it seemed like a lot more close to the convention center um, in Anaheim versus what Chicago was. Chicago, the convention center is kind of its own thing mm-hmm. and separated away from downtown, like where we were um, sure. in Chicago. So it makes it a little bit easier to see things, get to stuff, walk to other people's hotels, meet people for dinner and restaurants. So I think it's a little bit more convenient um, area least good in good. in, in uh, anaheim uh so what do we have for ticket packages tim have they announced um well actually let me back, back up a step you had said the website is already set up for anaheim as far as um kind of all the placeholders we had from chicago already there now we're in place ready to go yeah yeah it seems they basically wiped the slate clean in in terms of the actual information that's there but all the placeholders are there uh, you know, the, the tabs and the links and all that stuff. And, and most of the things say, you know, to be announced soon kind of stuff, but, um, okay. they do have ticket information up. And so uh, very similar to what they've done in the past, you have adult four day tickets, adult one day tickets, kids, four day tickets, kids, one day tickets. And of course the, uh, big whopper VIP Jedi master package. Oh, that's right. Um, they get pricing on the tickets. They do. 
They do. So um, I, I just listed advanced sale here. I think like at the door, there may be tw- they might be like 20 bucks more or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the adult four day, it's one ninety five advanced sale. Uh, adult one day is seventy five dollars a day. The kids four day package is seventy dollars, which is, I think, a pretty darn good price. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the kids one day uh, are thirty five dollars a day. The Jedi Master Package, which, of course, those sell out within like six minutes. Yeah, those are gone uh, right away. Of tickets going up. Those are going for $900 a piece. Wow. Um, yeah. And so typically that gets you, I think they get some extra swag off of that. They get mm-hmm. like guaranteed uh, line jumps for like darn near everything. Um, I imagine probably also they don't have to. So they're, they announced that they're going to do a, a lottery system again for, for panels and I assume that the Jedi Master package doesn't have to do that. I think you're automatically in every yeah, major panel. Yeah, I think you're allowed to get in everything you want to, right? Yeah. I think it's, it, you know, no line is a rush thing through to get into the store, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that, it, there are some big perks to that, but it's a big price tag jump. Yeah. Uh, from yeah, roughly really $200 is. to roughly $900. Now, $195 sounds higher than what we had in Chicago. I don't remember what I paid, but I was thinking those are around $150. Uh, it could be if you talk for a bit, I can okay, find so, yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, so yeah, the, the, the ticket pricing, like you said, Tim, the kids pricing, I think sounds really good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the four day kids thing for 70 bucks, that's great. You know, I think it's a great yeah. way to bring family in, get kids excited about this stuff now. Um, and that's good. You're not going to spend family wise for, you know, bring three kids in at 200 bucks a pop. It's totally yeah. a bit tough for some, some families. Um, now, you also had a note here, Tim, that they did confirm uh, lotteries and Lightspeed panel reservation system um, and virtual queuing have all been confirmed. Yes. So, and I think that worked pretty well in Chicago for the most part. Um, it did. I mean, there were some kinks to work out, and hopefully they learned the lesson. I mean, they were – they seem to be – they seem to be minor problems that – exacerbate themselves when you have tens of thousands of people. Right. So hopefully it's a, a, a fairly easy fix for them to work out. Um, well, once it did work, I mean, I didn't try it on, I heard it didn't work on Friday at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first day for panel Saturday. We were in armor all day, so I didn't even think about doing it Sunday right. when I had the chance, it worked fine. Cause it was by day three and they kind of had the kinks worked out. And mm-hmm. for like my store visit, it was in and out pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's see here. Uh, Celebration Orlando, which was four days, uh, that was th- that was one fifty. Okay, is what we spent there, and then for uh, Chicago, that was. And keep in mind, Chicago was five days. Mm. Chicago was two fifteen. Oh, it was okay. Must have been thinking back to Orlando then. Okay. Yeah. So this is, you know, basically in, in, in the middle, they've, they've upped the price per right. day, uh, from Orlando, but this is only four days instead of five. So I guess, it, you know, kind of the, the advantage of the five day thing that I really enjoyed from Chicago was that first day you had the ability to spend all day on the show floor mm. and really scope everything out. And for me, at least I spend like a lot of my non panel time on the show floor. And I probably in all will make about three full tours of the show floor. Mm-hmm. And so early on, I like to make one full tour where really I'm only going to buy like one or two things. Um, unless there's something that really jumps out at me, but otherwise I'm just trying to figure out the lay of the land, where things are, that kind of stuff. And then after that, through the rest of of the con, I'll go to certain areas or certain vendors to do certain things. And, you know, then I kind of get comfortable with it. So, uh, I mean, it, it I, I did like that extra day. But then again, also, I mean, I, I guess I don't necessarily need to spend a full day out on the floor. It can be broken up. And if there's a good panel on that first day, then so be it. Right. Right. I think that's a big plus to be able to to do that. I think Thursdays would be a light day anyways. I mean, that's not the day we personally have big, big panels. So right, um, right. you'd be able to see the floor and do stuff. Because, you know, the, th- the problem with the five-day the, the five was we missed Monday entirely. 
Yes. Um, we, we had to drive back. A lot of people had flights out. Um, you know, so and Monday didn't have a lot of really exciting panels. No. Uh, when you look back at the schedule from Chicago. So, I, you know, I, would, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them doing five days, but make it Tuesday through or Wednesday through. Um, yeah. You know, give yeah, me that people pre- kinda like day to, early. Yeah. Yeah. And people kind of like to go home at the end of the weekend. I mean, it's Monday tends to be that, okay, I'm going to get home Monday kind of thing. So. Right. Right. So. Uh, yeah. So tickets, ticket prices, lotteries, light, light speed stuff, um, you know, which is all very app driven. So we know that there's going to be an app again. Hopefully the app works well this time around. Yeah. I um, mean, they hopefully, we say this every time, but hopefully they learn lessons from the last convention. This one being so yeah. close, it should be, it's the same team, same people involved. I don't see why they would have new people involved with the app. Um, yeah. I mean, they probably just got doing, doing their postmortem from the last one to say what worked, yep. what didn't work, what do we need to fix for next year? Now let's yeah. keep it in place and just do it next year. Yeah. Um, was there any indication of uh, any changes on management or partnerships or anything with the con? No, everything, everything is still branded as read pop uh, okay. as the, the con manager for this. So um, I know like immediately after Chicago, I heard some rumors that uh, read pop only had one more con left in their contract. So mm-hmm. this would be it. If in fact that's true. So, I, but I, I have no idea if that's true or not. Um, but with us being just a, a, a year and a month and a half out, you know, certainly expect by the end of this calendar year, we'll probably have a little bit more information on it, but then we're, it's, we're, we're going to kind of hit a black hole probably yeah. through the spring um, or, or through the winter rather. And then in the spring, we'll start to get some trickles of, of information. Um, I think we certainly, and we haven't had the official conversation here over at random chatter yet, but I fully expect that uh, we will be putting in for, uh, for the podcast stage. Yep. Um, probably kind of basically under our, our forced chatter branding. Uh, I know you and I expect to go, I am pretty sure Fred and Andrea expect to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Eric's going to be able to to make it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will probably do if, if we do get it. We'll basically, uh, I think, do just kind of a a mixed uh, forced chatter hostful kind of kind of show. Yeah. Um, we're probably also going to put in for a table. Um, we we didn't get one in Chicago, but uh, we would like to have a table out on the floor. And there's a lot of other uh, you know, fan organizations and, and a handful of other podcasts that, that were out there. And we'd love to have that as just kind of a home base where folks can, uh, can come over and stop by and we can do some recording here and there and, and do all sorts of stuff. So it's kind of a nice spot for everyone to, uh, to, to come see us and visit us. So we plan on doing those things. Of course, Lou and I will be doing some 501st stuff. Uh, go team mud trooper. And uh, yes, you know, sir. I, I, I expect all the same types of things. You know, there'll be a 501st party. There's going to be all the big panels. There's going right. to be all sorts of stuff. So, of course, the interesting thing is going to be, and I think, you know, a few months from now, we'll we'll start speculating a little bit more, but what kind of stuff are we actually going to get? Like, what news are we going to get? Right, um, right. Doing two celebrations in a row seems to potentially minimize some of that, but hey, maybe they have some really big releases in the can that they're going to talk about. I hope they have a lot of news to bring out because we're going to be, you know, out of the you know, near focus movies coming out. So it's going to be kind of tough to say, whoa, let's get a roll, you know, let's get a uh, a sizzle reel or something or a, or a trailer from something because we're not going to have anything yeah. there. But you know, we'll be into the Mandalorian by then. We'll be into um, uh, you know planning for the next stuff. But I, mm-hmm. I think it should be good. I, I mean, I was kind of down on the fact they were doing one a year after, a year and a half after uh, Chicago. But you know, once the announcement came out, was it Friday or Thursday that came up of yeah. last week? I, I saw the announcement. And I got and I got the tingles again. I'm like, yeah, okay, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm cool. I'm happy with this now. At first, I was like, no, it's too soon. But now it's never too soon to have another convention. So it's true. Um, I'm and pretty the thing excited. is, I mean, there there is a lot of stuff going on. There's several Disney Plus shows, um, mm-hmm. it, both live action and animated. Uh, we we do have future movies that you know 
they're probably not going to be ready to fully talk about, but maybe we'll get some indication of, of something with them. Um, so there, there, there is stuff going on. It just, mm-hmm. there, there isn't like the next big movie that is within the immediate timeline of, um, of celebration. So that's, yeah, that's right. kind of the one reservation there, but there's, there is still a lot going on for them to talk about. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited. And hopefully a lot of vendors have things. And, and now, you know, there's people that are now planning for, okay, we need new exclusives. We need new con yeah. stuff to show up. Um, <clears throat> totally. So yeah, there's all kinds of things getting in the planning stages here. The, um, the interesting thing is my kind of thought process is what's going to happen with this being so close to, a Disney park. Um, I mean, Anaheim is literally a stone's throw, the convention center stone's throw from, from the, you know, a, a boundary of the park. Yeah. Well, especially with galaxy's edge there, are they going to tie anything in to galaxy's edge, uh, either directly with the con, which quite honestly could be, a. I I get what, what, what's, I can't use that word on this podcast. What, what word is um, that, Tim? uh it would be uh uh, foobar if you're not familiar with the term foobar go check out dispatches from the front yeah go look Um, it up (laughs) so you know there's there there's that i mean they could do some after hours things which like they did do that at uh, orlando yeah at celebration orlando they did have an after hours event Mm -hmm. uh at at the park and so maybe they'll do something like that again specifically at galaxy's edge and and i actually sent a text to to you lou earlier today saying hey wouldn't it be awesome if the 501st basically got galaxy's edge one night exclusively for their party that would be pretty wild i mean you know that would be awesome so I, i mean who knows but i I'm pretty darn sure. I mean, I'm thinking like 97%. There's going to be something that's going to be associated with galaxy's edge, whether it's official with the con or unofficial through somebody else doing something. Mm. See, I, and I just don't think they've got the capacity at galaxy's edge to do something with that. That's many my people concern. that want to go. I mean, yeah. unless it's a, you know, buy your tickets now type thing and they're sold out in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, like, you know, we had talked about wanting to go to the, um, second city, uh, star Wars thing. It wasn't associated with the con, but the tickets sold yeah, out yeah. like in a heartbeat. Um, totally. And I think that you might have the same thing there because, you know, with as limiting as they're making it now for the preview stuff at galaxy's edge, where you're getting reservations and everything else, I, I think you're gonna have the same problem with that at celebration. Yeah. Just the, yeah. the total capacity of people there is just outrageous compared to what they can support in the, in the park. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. So it's whatever I mean, it's going to be. Say, but... Yeah, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be something that people are going to have to pay extra for. Oh yeah, and they're they're going to have to do a uh, the 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 pricing. Unfortunately, will probably price a lot of people out, but it's going to be mm-hmm. done intentionally because it's a supply and demand thing. And the supply is the available space in right. Galaxy's Edge, and the demand is very high. So they're going to have to bump the price up uh, to something that will then basically limit that number of people yeah. uh, from from going. And it's sad, but it does make sense. I mean, it might, <clears throat> yeah. even, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of money to go there either, and it might preclude me from going to some stuff there. But yeah. uh, it would be wonderful if we could all get in and do that as part of our trip out to Anaheim. Oh, totally. Uh, so totally. at this point, though, there's not much else left out there for news, but uh, keep an eye on the, the website, which is StarWarsCelebration.com. And yep. um, they're, they have an Instagram account and a Twitter account. Um, mm-hmm. Follow both of those. That will give you updates. And then follow us, too. I mean, obviously, if you're not, uh, but please follow us, and we'll hopefully give you updates as we know things. And uh, some of it will be stuff that we know about what's going on for the event and also what we're doing for the event, too. So yeah. uh, you know, follow us, and, and hopefully we'll do that. Now, Tim, I think one thing we need to make sure we do is um force chill three yes because we had a good time at force chill two in chicago yes um karaoke is is my my arch nemesis <laughs> uh and unfortunately there is video circulating out there, there uh, is. well i don't know i don't know it's not really circulating it's just people have it on their phones so it's not something you can actually find. 
unless you like find Lou. No, I thought um, I thought um, somebody had uploaded something, didn't? Didn't Joel upload something to one of his accounts, maybe? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Joel did upload it, um, I believe, on uh, the Sci-Fi Pubcast account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. <clears throat> yeah. So we're going to yeah, practice there, up and be better there. for next time. And we'll put our names in earlier so we're not closing down the place with uh, Sweet Caroline. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Okay, Tim, what else do we have in the news here? Oh, Tim, you got some Lego news. Let me have you break the Lego news because you are the, the Lego guy. Yeah, so we have two cool Lego things. Uh, the first one is is much shorter, and this is something basically from a Lego insider who is saying that uh, the next Lego Ultimate Collector Series set might be retailing for as much as six hundred ninety nine dollars. Ouch! Yeah, wow. that's it's it's a big one. Is um, that a record? They have. Uh, I mean, how much was the how, Falcon? That I was, was just going to say, how much was the Falcon? I. Uh, was don't that know if the five was or was more. that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So the keep Falcon talking. Might, might have been that. five or six. Yeah. So uh, the the insider did say that basically the the specs are done and it's something that they are about to start production on. And it is unknown what it is. They're not actually saying what it is, but there's a lot of speculation that it's going to be a star destroyer, mm. which. You know, to me, I kind of have a hard time getting excited about it. I mean, Star Destroyers, yes, they're they're cool and they're imposing, but design-wise, they're also really boring. Uh, I mean, it's just a giant. Yeah, they could make some cool stuff for that. I mean, you saw the detail they put into the Falcon. I mean, there was compartments oh, that opened yeah. up, and you had ladders, and you know. And I did yeah, look it up, absolutely. and the Falcon was seven ninety nine. So this isn't quite the record, but ah, okay. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't know I mean, if it is a Star Destroyer. I will probably pass on it. Um, I'll definitely be interested and, and I'll be looking at it mm-hmm. uh, and, mm-hmm. and probably salivating over it. And I'm sure that it's <laughs> going to come with like 15 mini figs and all sorts of cool stuff. Um, but I probably will pass on it. I, I mean, if they come out with another executor. um. Mm. I, I that might be a little bit more tempting, you know, to have Vader's flagship, but I, it will probably sure. just be, you know, just kind of a run of the mill Star Destroyer. Uh, I'm sure they will find a specific one out of the series to have. But uh, yeah. I'm just trying to think what else could they do um, for a big, big kit? You know, I mean, um, there's nothing else big besides the Star Destroyer that we could considerably see them doing it. we've had several versions of a a large death star right yeah um yeah i don't think anything else warrants a kit as big as that for 6.99 yeah i don't know and, i mean granted they can blow anything up to that size yeah but you know i mean look what they did with with the falcon i mean the falcon is way smaller than a star destroyer mm-hmm uh, but it's also a really popular ship and they added a lot of detail to it. And like you said, you can open it up and do all sorts of things with it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, at, at this point, I'm kind of in the mindset of now that I got my, my Tana V4, I, I think I'm, I won't say I'm done, but I'm just <laughs> on hold for a while. Yeah, and, and, um, I'm, and I've got the same Tana V4 that you do, and mine's still yeah. in progress right now next to me. But I, I just, you know, that $700 price tag, it would have to be something I'd really, really, really want to to even contemplate that. And I don't think I, I can't yeah. justify it myself personally. You know, it's like, I mean, the Falcon is one that I would love to have, and that, that UCS series Falcon just looks phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah. I just I just couldn't justify you know, $800 on, on, a, on a Lego. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, in terms of what we have that's out there that we know, I mean, I'd love to get like a a, a tie defender if they ever put out a, a something like that. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit later about the tie echelon. Which I think is an absolutely beautiful ship, and that's something I would love to have. Mm-hmm. But right now, in terms of the stuff the ships that are out there, I don't know that there's anything that really interests me. We'll have to see what comes out from episode nine and maybe even the stuff that we see in uh, um, some of the Disney plus series mm-hmm. that, you know, may have something new. And, and 
you know, every show, every series, every season puts out something new. And this partnership with Lego is just a, it's a cash cow for everyone involved, oh, sure. except for the fans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless you're one of those scummy resellers that just does nothing but buy the sets and then, you know, <laughs> put them, them up yeah. on eBay for a profit. Yeah. But, you know. Okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see what that is and uh, take yeah. speculation. If anybody has any speculation on their thoughts on what it could be, well, yeah. send us an email or drop us a line on social media. Let us know what your thoughts are for this new 600 or $700 set is going to be. Um, and we also have news about a new Lego Star Wars game. It's going to cover the entire Skywalker saga. Um, so this is going to be everything with, with um, you know, the, the current run of the films. This um, Now, I haven't seen the trailer here, Tim. This was released at E3, right? Yeah, yeah, this is released at E3. They did a little cinematic trailer for it. Uh, as we expect now from virtually every single video game that's that's put out there. Right. Um, it's a it's a short trailer. It's like thirty or forty seconds long. But what they're promising here is uh, basically a totally different experience than the previous Lego games. And I think the Lego games have all been phenomenally well done. They're really really well thought out. They're very creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they're they're really neat. But they're going to change things up quite a bit with this. First of all, it's going to be an open world. So you can play the film, the the films or the film settings in any order you want. So you don't have to play them straight through from one through nine. Really? You can basically just pick whatever one you want and play it through. And I guess somehow they connect them. I I, I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe like you're looking for a holocron at the end of each one or something. So it's so, doesn't so, necessarily so if you show up at Endor before they're building the second Death Star, there's probably nothing there. It's like, okay. Jungle, yeah, okay. <laughs> Little furry teddy bears. What's going on here? Well, I don't know that it's that open. I, I, I think that each one still has, like, you know, you're still in a box. Okay. There's still certain things you can do. Uh, but I guess that from what they've been saying, that they're changing things like the camera viewing, uh, combat building, um, and, and a bunch of other aspects, completely reconfiguring things in this. And and I'm excited because, like I said, I, I think everything that they've done so far with the Lego games has been spot on and for them to change it up, it change to me indicates even for, you know, it basically indicates improvement and refinement mm-hmm. and um, they've, they've done a lot of games and the games have all been very similar in terms of what they've done, which again has been successful. Um, but to make them even better is awesome. And and that's you know that's them progressing. So okay. I think that's cool. Yeah, and Lego's done some great stuff. I mean, I think all their games have been pretty pretty easy to play through and you know visually stunning. You know, to see even yeah. though it's not you know, real life you know videos type stuff. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, this would be kind of cool and and have all this put together into one game. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. That also means that there are game designers that know what's going to happen in episode nine. Unless they haven't written that part of the game yet, Tim. Maybe. I, you know, if they're looking, I mean, <laughs> it, it says they're slated to release this in 2020. It doesn't say when, but I imagine it's going to be fairly early on because they're going to want to ride the wave of episode nine. Oh, sure. Which means they're, they're writing stuff. Uh, I mean, stuff is put together. They've gotten imagery of ships and people and costumes and that kind of stuff. So there are people that know Lou. Tim, I, I just, no, I don't think so. I think it's the other way around. I think it's just, they have the framework. They have, you know, the, the, the ability to make the sets in the game. And they just don't know what's going to be yet. So they're just in the dark unless there's two or three Lou. guys locked up in a room somewhere. <laughs> where you're not allowed to leave, talk to your friends or family until after, you know, December. You bring in a six pack and a pizza and they will spill the beans on everything. <laughs> Tim, track those guys down. We have to find them. Track them down. We'll find them. We'll make them talk. And then yeah. we'll report it to you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, let's see, Tim. Classic Star Wars games re-released. Are we getting, are, are we getting TIE Fighter X-Wing? Yeah. Oh my God, Tim! I'm so excited. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is fantastic. So, so what, what do we got here? Are you releasing all the old games over again? 
Yeah. So basically, these are um, all the LucasArts games. Okay. And those are some uh, good games. So, yeah. Yeah. So this was uh, this was put out, I believe, at E3. This was announced. So there's a company called Limited Run. They're partnering with LucasArts to release uh, what they're calling collector's editions of the classic Star Wars video games. And I've also heard that some of the other LucasArts games that are non-Star Wars are also being released in the same fashion. Uh, so let's see. Um, they are putting out what they've included in here. Uh, the original Star Wars game, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, Dark Forces, uh, Episode One Racer, Empire Strikes Back, Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Racer Revenge, Rebel Assault, Shadows of the Empire, TIE Fighter, and X-Wing. I do also hope in terms of TIE Fighter and X-Wing, they do put the third one in there, which is TIE Fighter versus, versus X-Wing. X-Wing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just kind of wrap those up in a, in a nice package. Um, so let's see. It says the partnership uh, kicks off, and I'm reading this from Dark Side of the Force, by the way. Uh, the partnership kicks off with Star Wars Bounty Hunter for PS4 and Star Wars for NES and Game Boy, which are set to release uh, at the end of this month, June 28th. Oh, wow. And then uh, it says, one thing to keep in mind, just like its name, limited run games feature limited production, meaning they often sell out quickly. A set of tips for buying limited run games is available online, uh, which I'm assuming, yes, it's at limitedrungames.com, um, and look for a buyer's guide. And those who miss out on a, on a game can sign up for a waiting list. So I'm definitely going to go check out the website because I want to see, um, I mean, I don't have a console right now, so I'd be wanting to have something come out on PC and particularly I'd be looking for the X-Wing and TIE Fighter games. Well, Tim, since it's not available on PC right now, but it is available on, you know, PS4 and I have a PS4, if you were able to get your hands on an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter game, I'll let you play it. I, well, then your wife's going to have to be okay with me like spending a lot of time at your place. And my wife is going to have to be okay with that too. <laughs> it's probably cheaper just to buy a PS4 uh, too. It might be, but not it as might, fun. It might save our marriages too. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, you know, that is because, you know, out of those games, I mean, there were some good games in the past, but those are the only two that I'm really looking forward to actually is the, the X-Wing and the TIE Fighter game because they were such mm-hmm. good games. Yeah. Um, yeah, they really were. They were a lot of fun. They were just a, a you know, cool space version of a flight simulator and there were cool missions you got to do. I love the controls in them. They were mm-hmm. just awesome. So it, I've been looking through these tips here on uh, limitedrun.com and it makes me worry that it says now on to the tips. We sell them in two batches with every sale. If you miss the first 10 a.m. batch, there'll always be another batch at 6 p.m. I'm like, oh my! They sell out that fast. There's two batches in one day, and it's gone. I'm like, that seems a bit harsh. <laughs> so, um, so it's apparently like trying to get tickets to it might Comic-Con be. or yeah. something. That's wow. rough. There's no reserve in the uh, Okay, so we're gonna have to pay attention to the uh, times and um, when this is gonna happen. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. But then again, think about it too. It's it's the old game, so it's not like they're updated. They're not any better than they were before. And I, I I may get my hands on X-wing and put it in there and go, oh, it's a twenty year old game. So yeah, okay, it's like twenty year old graphics. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, and it doesn't say that they've upgraded these or anything. So I, I doubt they like have. Yeah, it's probably the just a, a re-release. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Interesting, though. It'll be fun to see how it plays out. I probably will try to get my hands on either the X-Wing or the TIE Fighter game mm-hmm. um, just to check it out and be able to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's our last story here, Tim? Well, so our last story is uh, apparently one of the props at Galaxy's Edge is actually something that was originally developed by uh, Colin Trevorrow's team, or Trevorrow, whichever way you prefer to pronounce it back when he was slated to uh, be doing episode nine. And this is the, this is the tie echelon that I had mentioned earlier. And this is a very cool ship. So it's a larger ship, um, something like uh, uh, Kylo Ren's. Mm. What the heck was the name of his ship? Uh, The silencer. The silencer, yeah. So a, a a larger ship like that that actually has a boarding ramp 
So you're not climbing into a cockpit. You're you're going up a boarding ramp, something mm-hmm. like you would like in the in the Falcon or whatever. Um, still certainly smaller than the Falcon. Uh, and so it has the typical tie panels, and they're or they're angled in like a tie interceptor. Uh, and then it has guns. It has cannons um, on the wings where they kind of join in together mm-hmm. um, on the 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 fuselage pylons there that would come together to the to the main fuselage itself. And it's very cool. It's it's kind of like a cross of a styling. It's very it's very episode nine styling but merged with a tie interceptor, you mm-hmm. know, it seems to me just made bigger and it's a really, really cool ship. And so this is one of the full size props that is in galaxy's edge. Um, and I'm reading this from collider, but they've, it's been out on like almost every feed out there, uh, talking about this thing. And, uh, so let's see, obviously they had to, they, they, kind of talk about the fact that they had to do a lot of designs for the park early on. So this was an early design that they had available to them. And then when the change happened, they were still just kind of too far into production. So they said, mm, well, we're, sure. we're, we're going with it. Um, we don't know that it's going to be seen in, in episode nine or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has been disclosed that this did come from uh, Colin Trevorrow's team so we we just don't know. You know, the interesting thing is uh, this kind of a thing, a ship that was supposed to be part of somebody else's vision for episode nine, that's been changed now, obviously. But a ship, I mean, you can put a ship into a story and make it whatever you want to make it. It's not this is a plot yeah. point. Um, yeah. So and it's still very Star Wars. Mm. I mean, it, it doesn't take you out, even if it doesn't appear in anything. I mean do we really think that we've seen all ships, all alien species, all weapons, all droids, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff in these movies? No, we, we know we absolutely haven't. So Mm -hmm. they can still justify this ship as not necessarily canonical, but they can say, well, yeah, sure. It's, it's somewhere out there in the galaxy. But, but, you know, my, my point is there's really no downside to them putting this in the movie. Even if it wasn't part of the storyline after you know Colin left, it, it's it like you said, Tim. It looks very Star Warsy. Um, yeah, it it feels right. I mean, there's no reason not to have it in there, right? Um, and we always want new, cool Thai ships, right? I mean, we started out with the Tie Fighter, which is kind of boring. <laughs> we've, <laughs> True, and we've we've progressed up to some really cool ships. Um, including, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing more of the Ty Silencer. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, th- there have been so many variations on the tie and they've been really creative with a lot of them. And this is just an awesome looking ship. Like I said, I would love to see this thing in Lego. Mm. I'd love to see it in Lego. This would be an awesome build. Um, so I'm, I'm totally good with it. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of Lego builds, um, while we're doing a Lego episode here, might as well. Um, <laughs> I hadn't purchased a new <clears throat> large Lego set in several years. The the of V4 was the first one I've had in quite a while. Mm-hmm. And I am just amazed at the types of bricks they're producing. And oh, yeah. what they produce to make this thing work is just stunning. I mean, yeah, this is just really cool stuff nowadays. And it makes gives me more hope for other stuff that I want to see. I mean, I think I told you before when I started building this, I was like, I would love to see them do a, um, you know, Battlestar, um, the Galactica, the Pegasus oh, totally. or something. Because yeah. now with the, the technology they have and the tools they're using to produce these bricks, you could make this thing amazing. I mean, I remember building yeah. a, a Battlestar Galactica back when I was a kid, just out of regular Legos and making it look as mm-hmm. close as you possibly could. But I'm, I'm yeah. seeing the technology they have now in, in this 10 4 and you're like, Wow, this is really, really cool. This this does not look like a Lego at all when you get done. Yeah. Um, but it just feels so right to build them. And this kind of stuff to build a tie echelon or a tie silencer, um, you could do some really cool stuff with these. Yeah, I, I'm I'm amazed by it. And yeah, the the funny thing is that in, in my profession, I tend to be very hard on engineers. Um considering that I do disaster management and the failures of engineers tend to cause a lot of the uh, uh, problems that my profession has to deal with. But I got to say the, the engineers and design people that do Lego stuff, they're freaking brilliant. And Mm. 
like you start building a Lego and your first few bags, especially in a large build like this, you're like, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like you're just doing like the right. inner infrastructure of the ship. Yep. And yeah, you slowly start to, to see it take shape, but there's stuff you're wondering, like, why is this here? Why didn't they do something differently? Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? And then you start to build around it and you're like, oh my God, this, this big thing that I built here connects to this other big thing through the big thing that I built earlier. Right, right. And not only do they connect, but it's really sturdy because it's heavy on one end and it's heavy on the other, but it's not collapsing because mm -hmm. they built like, they use like Lego Technic parts in the middle that do the interlocking thing, not just the, you know, stud not just locking. Bricks. Right, right. Yeah. And so it's like absolutely amazing the amount of thought that goes into these things. And not only in the construction, but then also the design. And, and they said, uh, I remember back from uh, Celebration Orlando sitting in on a Lego panel with one of the, the lead designers from Lego talking about how they design these things. And they're like, yeah, we, we want them to be sturdy. We want them to have um, playability and part of that, that playability is also things that are interactive. So mm -hmm. we want people to be able to take things off and look on the inside of ships. We want things to come off. We want things, uh, well, things that are meant to come off, come off. Um, we want to have like, you know, the cannons and that kind of stuff that you can, you know, flick a little tab and, and, mm -hmm. you know, your, your cannon shoots. I mean, the last thing you want to do is have these big heavy bills, pick it up and have, the thing not support itself and part of it sags or breaks off or, you know, like, uh, but, exactly. But this doesn't feel that way at all. Like, I'm probably about halfway through mine now. And, and you actually write to me as I'm building this, I'm like, well, this seems like a weird choice. Why'd they put this here and do this this way? Yeah. And you get, you know, 10 pages in the book later, you're like, Oh, that makes more sense. Now that you're putting this piece onto that. Cause now it fits it totally in nicely does. and it supports it. It doesn't feel clunky or awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Tana V4, especially for being a, a very long ship, it's very sturdy for what it is. And, you know, you can you can pick it up pretty well uh, without fear of anything, for the most part, coming off. But mm -hmm. then the great thing is that, like, one of the final, one of the last bags of, the, of that build is uh, the radar dish slash handle. And that thing is truly connected by Lego Technics all the way down through the fuselage of the ship. And it, the the radar dish is a handle you pick it nice. right up and it picks the whole darn ship up nice. it's in, and it's perfectly balanced in the middle so the ship isn't teetering back or teetering forward it's perfectly freaking balanced amazing cool i mean lego engineer should be building buildings and roads and bridges <laughs> and dams and all the stuff that i bitch about professionally that gets generally done wrong although tim how would you feel if you're engineers? driving across a bridge in new york <laughs> and you happen to see on the girder you know a little you know, top of the brick where it says Lego. Would you, would you be a little concerned? I wouldn't. <laughs> Not at all. Considering how darn sturdy these things are, I would be, that, that's how it should be. <laughs> oh, that's how it awesome. should be. I'm, I'm, I'm totally stumping for Lego in this. Very good. Well, they're a good company to stump for because I think their products are just phenomenal. So, yeah. Well, I think this brings us to the end of the episode, Tim. I think we've covered everything that we have for new news this week. And um, we'll be keeping our eyes out for new updates about Celebration Anaheim, as well as anything else we have coming up for movies and TV shows. We have a bit of time to wait for that stuff, I think, but um, we'll be back at you in about a week or so with some new stuff. Uh, in the meantime, if anybody has any questions for us or any comments on the show, we'd love to hear from you guys. You can send us an email. Um, echobase at randomchatter.com is the best way to get hold of all of us. Um, you can also find us online. Uh, we are online Twitter at Force Chatter. We are online at Random Chatter as our um, you know, parent organization, if you will. You can find me on Twitter at Lou Skywalker. That's Skywalker without the E. Um, Tim, where can we find you on Twitter? At Qui-Gon Tim. That's Tim with two M's. And you can also find us on Instagram. We have a Force Chatter account and a Random Chatter account there as well. And, of course, you can find all of our shows at randomchatter.com. And as everyone knows, we definitely appreciate you spreading the word and supporting us. Uh, you can do so in a variety of ways for each of those things. First of all, you can leave us reviews. Uh, wherever it is that you find your podcast, reviews are very helpful. They help us get listed higher, and so they basically help other people to find us. So whatever your review, whatever the platform is, click on all the stars. 
write in a couple of sentences about why you like us. Um, we definitely appreciate it. That helps people to find us. Certainly telling your friends, family members, coworkers about us, anyone who you know who, you know who is interested in Star Wars uh, or other things that are available on the Random Chatter Network, please let them know about us. You can also participate with us and join the conversation over on Discord. Head over to randomchatter.com slash Discord. That will get you into our public lobby uh, and also our show channels for free. So Echo Base has a channel and uh, the Outer Rim has a channel and Random Chatter Show has a channel and, and, and DC Talk and Guardians of the MCU and all sorts of the, the other shows that we have. There's a show channel in there so you can talk about the episodes as you listen to them, engage with the hosts there, all that good stuff. You can also unlock the dozens of other Discord channels that are there which cover a bunch of different topics and spoilers and all sorts of things. Uh, by contributing to us by way of Patreon. So if you go to, to randomchatter.com slash Patreon, even just a dollar a month helps us quite a bit. And uh, just that dollar a month will get you full access to Discord. Levels higher from there, uh, the information is available on that on that website. Uh, but levels higher from there get you access to some of our exclusive content, uh, a regular show that we do a couple times a month called Behind the Curtain as well as uh, some other bonus sods bonus sods uh, <laughs> you have a new word tip I, I think it's been out there but yeah i don't know that i've ever used it uh, talking about <laughs> this stuff here uh, you can also support us by way of purchasing some of the random cheddar network merchandise that we have available so if you head over to randomcheddar.com slash community you'll see a link there that will send you over to t public and right now we have our uh, classic chattering teeth logo for random cheddar we have the Guardians of the MCU logo, and we have uh, a reworked uh, DC Talk logo up there. And you can buy anything from T-shirts, uh, sweatshirts, hoodies, zip-ups, mugs, etc., stickers, all sorts of stuff. And a, a part of what you spend on that, and it's really good quality merchandise, uh, also comes to us. So, for example, if you buy, say, a T-shirt, we get about $2. Um, off of that and, and again that's a great way to support us and to also show off your fandom so we appreciate any and all ways that folks participate in our community and help support us the music you hear on the podcast is the Imperial March by Seldweller until next time we're going to close the blast doors and we'll hopefully find Eric uh, before we actually have to close the blast doors for the, the night and we'll come back at you next week thanks for listening